Like throw the whole WWE away. Like Drake did his baby. <laughs> Push. Yuck. Go ahead on, Mr. Businessman. You can't dress like me. Whether described by facts are interrupted by quotes. Cease the bullshit with live votes. Just like Watts puts the juice through amps. Hey, what's good, folks? You are listening to the 49th, 54th edition of the Slam Rose Show. It's your main man, Bowman12L, coming to you live and direct from the internet. As always, I'm joined by none other than Illawasi the champ. Illa, what's good? What's happening, Bowman? What's good, man? What's good? Slam brethren, the fam bros, we still up in this, even though Houston Rockets are out of this bitch on some sucker, sucker shit. So, you know. They feeling a uh, heartbreak in Houston, but um, it's all good. I guess we're going to get to that other heartbreak later. <laughs> we're getting that other heartbreak, man. Hey, but at least, you know, the Rockets might be out of here, but at least they're not looking like Drake's mentions right now because. Ooh, that's a sick burn. Ooh. You know, I, I know he felt like he had the week one, you know, he had his little freestyle. He, he had was, his, you know, he had his sigh. He had his sigh. He had his sigh. Uh, he taught some kids some new words, the audacity. And now, and now he has a bloody nose, courtesy of King Push. <laughs> I can't even do the push of T right. It's like ah, nah, it? that that yeah. That's what he does. That's so cool. That yeah. It's like oh, it just sounds disgusted with some <laughs> shit. We got a rap. We got a rap beef. Twenty eighteen. This and it's hilarious. Yo, it is like this man sent an invoice. Like, <laughs> yo, the Drake of of the responses he's done in his little quote unquote battles over the years. The the Duppy freestyle was the best I've heard. The like other King stuff, Petty. yeah, the other stuff has been kind of like the back to back and all the other little whatever whoopty whoops has been whatever. But the Duppy freestyle was actually dope. And then, you know, the the, the the infrared which started off was aight to me. You know, it was just enough to, to me to bait the tiger, bait the lion or whatever, come out, take a bite. Sniff what's in the air, get him out the cage. We got the Duppy freestyle. And now we got this uh, story of added on. And Pusha T just, you know, he put his hand on the cradle. Where I guess, <laughs> I, I, I guess Drake's hand hasn't been. <laughs> Push hit, put his hand where where Drake's hand wasn't, hiding out with his baby. Drake, Drake for years now. Drake has been picking his targets, and he's been picking easy targets. Man, let's be honest. Meek Mills is a is an easy target. All right, he like Meek set him up for that loss, you know. And um, I guess Drake felt like the defenses were down because uh, you know Kanye's acting a goddamn fool right now, so. He could just run up in the house and, you know, kick his boots on a white couch, you know. Um, we just have none of that. <laughs> none of that, man. So, yeah, we got rat beef, you know. It's been entertaining, man. I've been entertained all week. I've watched New Japan. Um, I've been watching these memes on Twitter. Uh, 
these fools put like, oh my god. Yo, Illa, who are these people making these videos where they just superimpose the heads on different scenes? <laughs> Yo, I love I love them shits. I love those joints. If you if you're a person who does those things, you holler at the slam bros, because we need some of those. You know, we got our main man, Mr. Morris. He does a lot of that for the, for the fan bros, where he does does images with the faces superimposed. But we need somebody who does the videos right. and one up in it. We need like that. After, after Duppy came out, someone on Twitter superimposed uh, the scene in Black Panther when T'Challa's being thrown off the <laughs> off the uh, off the waterfall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like Drake, a Drake head. Throwing off T'Challa, but it's Pusha T. <laughs> and it's like Kanye yelling. I was like, God damn. Oh, wow. <laughs> so wait, Pusha T is, is Killmonger? Yeah, no, no, no. Drake is Killmonger. This was after Duppy. Ah. And and Pusha T is being thrown off the mountain. And, gotcha. And it's just the expressions on their face. Like, I'm like, <laughs> you know, throughout the season. Uh, of course, like you've seen a couple of LeBron uh, <laughs> and then Green Mile. I'm gonna make it. Of course, that's my, that's, <laughs> that's my favorite. You know, because I had to tell people it's like I'm a Houston dude. But Houston Rockets are my Western <laughs> Conference team, and whatever team King James is on is my team in the East. So I'm hoping he takes down the Warriors. But I love those face on body memes. That is great comedy, man. So if you do one of those joints. Holla at the Slam Bros and get at us because we need some of that hot Dylon hot fire. All right, so um, before Pusha T continues to burn down everything, uh, you got your shovel out there ready to get in these dirt sheets? Oh, no doubt. I shined it up real nice. I'm about to turn it sideways. Let's get it. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. Daniel Bryan is maybe going to be a free agent. Uh, he has not re-signed his contract. Uh, allegedly, WWE has offered him a new contract. His current deal is up in September, and he has not re-signed. Uh, Triple H. Uh, you know, uh, Triple H does these media calls now. Um, well, in one of the media calls, he did express that he was fearful that Brian was going to leave the E um, once his contract was up, if he did not, you know, if he wasn't able to be medically cleared to wrestle again to return. But he he felt like those fears subsided uh, after Mania. But maybe he needs to keep sweating because Daniel still hasn't signed a paper. So, Illa, what do you think is going on here? You think... uh, we know Daniel isn't really one. He, he's not really caring much for the big bucks. Um, do you think he might parlay this into like an indie run? Or is he just trying to play the WWE for like a more lucrative contract or more creative freedom? Or something? Yeah. What do you think is going on? WWE is going to have to back up the Brinks truck. <laughs> That's all there is. You hear, you, hear the, you hear the sirens and the horns. That's all that is. It's backing up. And they're going to have to get him. 
I mean, WWE is going to have to say yes, yes, yes to Brian, Daniel Bryan's request, quest, quest. That's just what it is. So, and that's that. I mean, it may be part, you know, for put for for uh, Triple H to mention it, it might be a ploy of a bit, you know, but I still, I mean, it's real. You know, he, he may have resigned already, but if they want him, they're going to have to pay that man. I mean, he's he's been the most popular wrestler in their company for years now, even when he wasn't wrestling. And audience just comes alive and reacts to him. It's like, I describe him as a problem and only in the sense because uh, for years, Daniel Bryan has never factored into the stories that the WWE wants to tell, but the audience has no interest in any of those stories unless it involves Daniel Bryan. So when he came back to wrestle, I'm like, yo, all this work they've been trying to do with everyone else, like... You have this Daniel Bryan Styles whale that's in a room that is unavoidable. And now you're gonna have to bring maybe two brink trucks to the uh Washington house where he grows his carrots in organic lemonade. I mean, they don't got lemonades up in Washington. You know what I'm saying? You know, he grows his own vegetables. All right. Um they have to supply <laughs> Daniel Bryan with something. He's not coming back. Um, speaking of maybe joining people on the indie scene, uh, Kenny Omega is, this is kind of exciting if, if you're a Street Fighter fan, a fan of, uh, gamers or whatnot, or just a fan of some of the stuff Kenny Omega's doing, uh, this past week was Combo Breaker, and, um, at the end of the Street Fighter V, uh, Capcom Cup finalist for Combo Breaker, they had a new trailer for, uh, Cody, returning character in the game. Street Fighter Five edition, and he's being played none other than, excuse me, he's being played none other by Kenny Omega himself, Terminator, the cleaner. Um, Kenny's doing. It. They even had Kenny in a live action trailer. An Easter egg. Um, Xavier Woods is also in the commercial, but he's doing a voiceover. So it's like ah, it's like okay, they're they're kind of playful rivalry continues. But Kenny Omega finding like new ways to expand his brand and continue to make money and just pretty much do whatever the hell he wants. So that's the that's the joy of you know being an independent dude with a strong following. It's, it's a joy too, and then like if if you didn't follow, um, like. Kenny Omega, what he's doing in the free time, like it's appropriate. Like Cody is who he mained in Street Fighter Four, and so now he is voicing his character. You know, it's like if if Batman was your favorite character and you got to play Batman in a movie, you know, it's like that. Um, <clears throat> but so that's dope, Illa. Moving through these dirt sheets. I hope this doesn't turn into another Alberto situation. All right. Because it seems the life and times of John Cena is also becoming a recurring segment. <laughs> 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 Hashtag fuck John Cena. What we got, what we got. All right. So on this week's hashtag fuck John Cena. Uh, we got a little bit of work to do. So as we learn, uh, the the fairy tale marriage of 
John Cena and Nikki Bella fell apart fantastically in front of the entire world. And so now we have an update. Yeah, a couple fair, of weeks worth of updates. Fairy tale because it was make believe. <laughs> All right. We have an update here. So, first update John Cena is in his feelings. All right. It's appropriate that we open this podcast talking about Drake because a lot of people have said that John Cena is the Drake of wrestling. All right. And he's definitely in his feels right now, having Drake ass moments. So, look, you haven't seen this video. John Cena was on the Today Show. I think that's his new gig. I think you said that, like, yo, they're, bre- they're, they're, they're training him to do whatever the hell they do on Today. Uh, but, you know, the, the hosts on Today were <coughs> all up in Cena's business being messy. All right, let me, let me check up. this out. Let me check this out. You just provided this video. So we're going to get a live reaction from none other than the champ himself. Oh, my God. And they've already dived in to his foolishness. And he looks, he, he does look a little bit hurt. She's got like her hand on her cheek. She's like, so John, tell me what's up. Yeah, she, she seems really interested in what this dude has to say about this fake ass relationship. And um, or for me, it was out of nowhere. And and anyone who's experienced that knows that it, it comes with a, a series of bad feelings. Mm-hmm. But um, I've looked at myself every day and I've tried to evaluate myself and the woman that I love. And uh, for anyone out there speculating on, like, what I'm doing with my life now, I still love Nicole. I still mm-hmm. would love to marry Nicole. I still would love to have a family with Nicole. Uh, there was an unfortunate set of circumstances where our relationship ended. Um, there's been a lot of speculation recently about me being seen in public and everyone's thinking like, oh, John Cena's enjoying the single life. No, I was supposed to be married and have a honeymoon over these two weeks. It's the first time in 15 years that I've taken a vacation. I am in my house alone, surrounded by these emotionally strong memories. And every day from six to nine, I get out of the house and talk to strangers as social interaction. So there's a lot of pictures of me with like, hey, I'm here with this person or I'm here with this person. It's called living your life. You have to keep doing that. I don't want anybody else. I mm. love Nicole, and I'm really trying to support her in, in her trying to find whatever it is that she wants that made this fall apart in the first place. Right. And in doing so, I'm also just trying to live. But uh, I don't have any other hopes other than maybe. Uh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. He's, 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 he's killing me right now. I kind of enjoyed Hill Cena. But we've entered a new phase. Hashtag broken Cena. (laughs) He needs to go into the lake of reincarnation and come out. I mean, he's talking to strangers. You know, he's trying to exchange (laughs) jorts recipes. You know, I mean, he's like, he's simping right now. And you know, like John, John Cena got like short arms, so it's like him trying to simp and talk with his hands. It, it's it's just it's just awkward. It's just a terrible look. Hey, I'm I'm just laughing. This man's talking about y'all. I'm in my house alone. 
I'm having social interactions with people. Like, <laughs> look, what is a social interaction? Oh man. <laughs> yeah, what the hell, man? John Cena doesn't know how to talk to people. He doesn't know how to have normal human interactions and dialogue and you know, go to the grocery store. I mean, being a normal person. <sighs> And now he's crying. I want us to work, and I want to be the father of the children. You said you didn't want any kids. Now, oh man, it's just it just reeks of just terrible drama for that damn Bella show uh, or Diva show, whatever it is. Uh, Total Bella's spinoff of Total Divas. Because this is the uh, most pussy whip response. Ugh. Now, a lot of people have asked, at, at, hey, at this moment, right now, all I can give John Cena is a patented push a T. <laughs> Hashtag broken Cena. <laughs> so, he is um, disappointing me. <laughs> a lot of people have asked the same thing Are we being worked? Are we being worked? It all feels right? like it. And so, uh, Nikki Bella, she didn't see that. Well, I guess someone from VH1 at the premiere of uh, Total Ditas, uh, he was like, hey, so is this fake or what? What's up? And she's like, no, this isn't fake. And uh, they showed her the response. They showed her the video. And she was like, wow, really? He said that? She kind of had this cringe face. Like, mm, is he really? Is he really? Are we being worked? It's not work. All right, TV show's back. Uh, this season's all about to break up, too. So we're all like, yo. Are we being worked? Is this a work? Now, we got... Who's, who is this? We got Entertainment Tonight or Entertainment Weekly. I don't know. Just let me get my facts right. All right. E, the network that I believe does the reality show in the beginning, they're saying, the sources are saying that the two stars are now back together. What? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Broken Cena. He's fixed. Apparently, he allegedly would not accept uh, the engagement ring back. He wanted her to keep it to be a reminder of their love. Wow. Of course, he wanted her to keep it, quote unquote, because we know what it is. It's a it's a work. They're trying to get it all get it all going. Then it's gonna be at the end of the season. John wants her back, and then they're gonna have their they're gonna announce their wedding and go through something. It's gonna be some WWE bullshit. Oh man! Is it, yeah, was it? Uh, watch Rusev come out, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Roman Reigns is coming to Kyle because current uh, canonically. Uh, Roman Reigns does not like weddings or people expressing joy or happiness. You know. Yes, Roman Reigns, along with uh your nemesis, um, what's my man, the uh, G Enzo. Y'all don't even talk about Enzo. We got rap beef here. I'm like, yo, they're terrible like, people. And Enzo, um, <laughs> Enzo's dropping freestyles. Enzo is top dropping freestyles about beating a rape charge, and is not being any. Like, you're not making yourself look any better here, Enzo. You're not. It's 
This man had a Bill Cosby line and everything. I'm like, I've been telling y'all. I've been telling y'all for. Y'all know what I've been telling y'all. Hashtag not a good dude. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yo, so speaking of Brinks trucks and having a, a lot of money, it looks like the WWE is going to be having a lot of money. Uh, we got reports, multiple outlets are now reporting this. It was originally from ESPN. Now the rap saying they got their sources saying that, that hey, uh, the WWE has secured a deal with Fox Broadcast Networks to have SmackDown Live. And starting next fall, SmackDown Live will be on Fox on Friday Light. Not Friday Lights. Not Friday Night Lights. What am I talking about here? It's going to be on Friday Nights on Fox. Um, this deal is for five years and reportedly worth $1 billion. It's billion with a B. Uh, Ella, um, what do yes. you make of this? That's a good deal. They're going to need it because they got to back that Brinks, up, Brinks truck up for Daniel Bryant. So, good for them. They, they, need, <laughs> they need a little dough. Good for the investors and the stockholders. You know, but it's to be expected, you know. It's just that Fox is where people go to die. They, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing. Like, Fox, they'll, they'll, put the, they'll put the cancel on you real quick. And, um... If if they're not if you're not doing the numbers that Fox wants, they, they might just drop you. But I feel like if you if you're gonna have like a contract worth like a billion dollars, you're probably not gonna cancel SmackDown. But um, like hey, it's good for the WWE. I'm not particularly excited for SmackDown moving to Friday nights. I uh, remember what was it, about four years ago. It was on Friday nights on Sci-Fi. Was anyone watching that? Were you watching that? <laughs> Yeah, it was on Sci-Fi or some other, whatever. Yeah. It, yeah, it was on Friday nights. And I'm like, man, people got stuff to do on Friday nights. You know? Like, you, most most people, they come home, they relax, and they maybe, maybe yeah. they go out with their friends and they chill. But you also you know? have to remember, this is the DVR era, and I doubt WWE cares as long as they got the money. Yeah, but the, the Fox thing is like, it's live television. It's supposed to be DVR proof. You know, like that's what Fox was looking for, like something really major. Um, now, a lot of people are speculating now that if because SmackDown will be moving to Fox broadcasts, that's going to have like a much wider audience. This could be possibly the biggest audience WWE will have in like over a decade or uh, probably even longer than a decade. Um, do you think they actually make like SmackDown the the main show? Nope. Hashtag WWE logic. SmackDown has traditionally been a little freer, a little bit more creative, a little bit more fun than Raw. Raw is always the flagship show. It's always going to be the flagship show. It's always going to be considered the flagship show because that's what they look to internally. They don't want to elevate Raw to be on equal footing with SmackDown. I mean, SmackDown to be on equal footing with Raw, which is stupid, but that's just the corporate nature of WWE. They want Raw to be viewed as the crown jewel. Now, me personally, I'd elevate them both and I'd have true competition. And that way, you know, you actually have an in-house version of the WWE versus WCW. I'd have, um, and except that you control both of them. 
that's the best way to do it. You know, where you push the, the different shows to compete with each other and really outdo each other. But WWE is operating under the we're all under one um, umbrella. And so they just look at SmackDown as a, if not B show, then A minus. It's always just going to be slightly lesser, no matter the circumstances. Mm. We also got speculation, unconfirmed yet, but they said that Fox wanted SmackDown to be like three hours. So it's not going to be as long as Monday Night Raw, man. So, I mean, it's like, this is like good news for them. And if you like, uh, watching WWE product, it's just I've been watching it for a long time, and I know that necessarily for them, more isn't necessarily better. And adding an extra hour to uh, SmackDown, it's going to make it more like Raw. It's going to open up with 20 minutes of promos that leads into a match that probably leads into a tag match, and that's your first hour, uh, which was going to get dull really quick. There's also reports that WrestleMania next year is going to be even longer than what this year was. So, Illa, are you ready for eight hours of WrestleMania? Um, see, I'm a different type of dude. Like, if you give me content that's good, the time doesn't matter. If it's good. I don't mind watching a long movie or whatever. You know, I, I want, because if something's good, you don't want it to end. My thing is, don't give me subpar or rushed or hurried bullshit. Only to give me lackluster stuff. You've saved the time for this Roman Reigns verse, whatever. And then it's some bullshit, you know, that you could have given an extra 15 minutes to Seth Rollins, who we know is going to tear down the house or AJ Styles or somebody like that. Who's really going to do something with it or the women who are pretty. I mean, by and large, I enjoy watching the women's matches because they're usually interesting. They're fun. Um, they're you know, they they they're able to do different things athletically and in the and in the ring and so they take advantage of that time um some of the cruiserweight stuff but if it's just gonna be extra hours and extra time for that bullshit nah i'm out of here son <laughs> yeah that's almost like a that's like a work day for some people no doubt <laughs> yeah so it's, it's more we're gonna have more we're gonna have more smackdown more wrestlemania uh longer pay-per-views i don't even got the money uh smackdown uh what else yo the young bucks you don't know who they are they're still living their best lives right now alongside uh not only being the elite but their all-in show has sold out it sold out in under a half hours like the time was like 29 minutes and some seconds that they sold out all their tickets um so they did it illa they did it and we still don't even know really what that card looks like. Um, they were recently guests on Chris Jericho's podcast, another individual who just does whatever the hell he wants. And uh, Nick and Matt were kind of expressing an idea that, hey, it would be stupid <laughs> for them to sign with the WWE right now. <laughs> so, hello, what do you make of this? Young Bucks continue to make money, wherever the hell they want, whatever the hell they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I'm all for the entrepreneurial spirit, the independent contractors, getting it how they live it, getting it where they fit in, <clears throat> excuse me, making shit happen. Uh, I love Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks energy. I hope they succeed. I'm glad they've sold out uh, their arena for the show, you know, and that's what makes it dope. You know, they got to you have to give Vince a run for his money 
and I'm glad they're doing it. So hopefully this just leads to bigger and better things. And, you know, they do it the right way. <clears throat> Put on a quality show and we have fun. You know, the, the viewers who watch it and turn out for it have great fun and watch it and greatness come, great things come of it. All right. Well, hopefully uh, great things will come from this individual that we are ultimately familiar with. Our original sucker MC. Some might describe him as the most interesting man in pro wrestling. Hello, are you ready for the continued adventures? I have no choice. Last adventure is Pay Alberto Albertron and Sus Amigos. When we last left our hero, Alberto was setting some personal goals and passing the naturalization process to become an American citizen, even claiming to pass his tests with a perfect score. Well, this week, the celebration continues as he actually went to the naturalization ceremony in Texas. Um, He might be one of your constituents uh, down there. Uh, but Alberto, along with uh, 548 other individuals, went through the naturalization ceremony. And uh, Alberto, being the gentleman that he is, um, awarded a replica uh, championship belt to the judge presiding over the, the ceremony. So. <laughs> you win for making me a citizen. Here, here's your award. <laughs> So, Ella, what do you make of this? What are we? How many? How many weeks do we have before some something, something goes down? Shit, it's a matter of days. <laughs> he he's been quiet. Maybe maybe he's got he's got a lot of po- positive stuff going on. Uh, his MMA company, uh, Combatus Americas. Uh, they got they're actually fighting now. Um, they got some fights on the belt. He's doing promotion for that. He's continuing to do some charity work. Uh, he's posting pictures of his kids on Instagram. Um, like I said, we've been in this we've been in this position before. You know, we started the season off of Velas Aventuras, and we're like, "Yo, something's weird." He's been acting very respectable. You know, it's like. He was talking about redemption. He seemed to be turning his life around. And then Illa, what did he do? Got fired from his job again. I mean, it never goes well. He has to stay in the drama. <clears throat> so, we'll see what happens. Uh, salute to Alberto. Um, you know, the naturalization process is... Um, sometimes for some people it's tricky. You know? And I know some states, and they, you know, they they kind of set up some people to fail. But, you know, he's now an American citizen. And all the good and the bad that comes with that. And he's handed out championship belts. Because why would he not? So, we'll catch out more with Alberto. The most interesting man in professional wrestling. Let's get to Raw. Raw. Open up with, like, uh, Finn Balor taking on Braun Strowman. And in disqualification, 
because Kevin Owens came in and did some spicy stuff. Um, I don't know about you, but I am just absolutely loving uh, Braun Strowman just trucking people. <laughs> like, his whole little run around the ring and then just, like, yo, hit him with the shoulder tackle. Oh, my gosh. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, this is, of course, a con- continuation of, like, all right, all these gentlemen are in the Money in the Bank ladder match, so we're going to be seeing a combination of their individuals throughout the weeks. Last week, we had Finn Balor versus Braun Strowman, which is a very entertaining match, all right? Um, this is all right, but it ended in DQ. It set up a match for later on that night. Um, this, uh, of course, was uh, Elias was uh, trying to sing his song again. And, yo, how's Elias... Elias comes up with new stuff every week, man. This man's hey. good at his job. Hey, you know, that's why he makes the mid-card bucks. You know, he's, he's got those mid-card bucks, but he's get, he gets reaction out of the fans. Like, they want to boo him, but, like, he's always got something slick to say, and so they can't cheer him. They they have to boo him. They, you just can't, you know? If he drops that mixtape, you know, I might... Might, whatever. But uh, maybe because he's he's drifting so much, he's not had time to drift into a studio and actually and, you know mix the process. Uh, <laughs> but um, he got interrupted uh, by Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins decided to do the uh, whole petty. I'm gonna interrupt you with my entrance thing, and it was time for his match against Jinder Mahal. Which uh, did you did you see the match? Uh, I caught a piece of it. I saw Jinder Mahal and, you know, initially was like, eh. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, the CrossFit Jesus is, is making miracles happen as he got a good match out of Jinder Mahal. Yes, I did see the tweets. That's what made me tune back. <laughs> so, um, nah, he, he they, they kind of worked to Jinder's strength to tell the story, you know. Like, Rollins was like, you know, you know Jinder is going to cheat. And he's just going to keep cheating. So just whatever. Just swing a chair at him. And also it's kind of like, I guess, tie payback from last week on Raw. Because remember, was it Jinder? Yeah, Jinder was. He's the one that attacked Roman and Rollins with the chair when they were doing their thing. Yeah. At the end of the match. So Yeah, Jinder you know, got at him. Got him. And then so like, yeah, he got the chair. Uh, Seth Rollins was doing a whole celebration thing. And then Elias showed up with a sneak attack. Hit him on the back of the head with the uh, the guitar, and we went to commercial, and it was like oh, and then he he powered out, you know he walked to the back on his his own, you know, you know that's how you know that the WWE people aren't real medical people, because I'm pretty sure you have to verbally refuse treatment, you know, like, <laughs> And and if they say, hey, like I don't want your treatment, you know, like you just kind of have to let them go. This is the WWE, so doesn't quite work like that, my dude. Yeah. All right, so let's try and figure out. We know already set it up. Hashtag WWE logic. Boy, what the hell are they doing with Nia Jax? The whole program with uh, Alyssa, uh, excuse me, um, Alexa Bliss was that. Nia was being bullied by Bliss. 
Nia wins the title, dedicates it to everyone that's different. Be yourself. Don't let bullies bully you. And now, Nia's bullying Ronda Rousey. What the hell? Well, you have to work good guy, bad guy. Because initially they were trying to do the Nia and Ronda respect thing. Um, and that lasted all of 20 seconds. So now, the, you know, you have to create who you're going to boo for, who you're going to cheer for. And it's an easier it's an easier move to, to make Nia heel than it is Ronda. Because Ronda right now is beloved by the fans. Until she actually has to have a wrestling match where you know she gets exposed if that happens um we're hoping all the best for ronda naya still gets her love and she can work heel adeptly so it's not that big of a deal but it is a sharp left turn um given that she was just you know all hugs with ronda and charlotte on the red carpet wherever and they're all smiling and you know you know rocking their fresh teeth whitened uh colgate smiles so you want a, like a little bit more of a storyline purpose to drive it. Hashtag WWE logic. But, you know, it is what it is. You got to cheer somebody. You got to boo somebody else. So that's the trying to make happen. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, you're right. It's it's such a, a quick shift. You know, it, is, it's just, it, just, it just doesn't feel right. But it's how most things in WWE are. They just don't feel right. <laughs> no we, follow we, through. We would, like, nothing right. we would have to throw away the entire WWE. If it was based on actually doing stuff that made sense or felt right, or was actually <laughs> something that people wanted to see, it's like, like, it's like throw man. the whole WWE away, like Drake did his baby. <laughs> Push, uh, uh, yes. yes, yes. Um, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy defeated the Ascension. I'm so. Man, I was like sad, yo. I'm like, they got Matt Hardy. He's broken. I'm sad we're wasting time talking about this. Yo, they did the they did the the final deletion, the ultimate wherever whatever deletion on Raw, it went over well, and we haven't got one vignette since. Like, it went over well, it was a ratings thing. Why it's not they're just hashtag WWE logic we have no explanation for how bray wyatt has changed there's been no follow-up there's been no drone there's been nothing nada zilch zip zero stingy with d nero so it's wwe they do not give a fuck i've tried to tell you this repeatedly they care about one hearty brother and it is not matt so we got our they milked that joint out of matt they could have elevated Matt and Bray after this, but they chose not to. Because why? They're WWE, and that's what the F they do. And that's it. It's, it's happening exactly like like I said. Who, who's the extension? Ascension. They were like the foils for the Fashion Files on SmackDown for a year, a year or so. And we still don't care. Who are Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt in a feud with? We don't know. We don't care. And neither does WWE. So that's what it is, Playboy. I mean, that's just what it is. They got what they wanted. They got Jeff and Matt. You can fool around and, you know, if we can sell some merch based off your little deletion thing, that's great. But we do not care about you. Just like we don't care about Bray Wyatt, who had a spark when he started, but now he's just garbage. Just like Titus O'Neil. So hey, 
Hey, it is what it is. We've spoken <laughs> about Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt for too long. Yo, Kevin Owens defeated Bobby Roode. Um, but then Braun Strowman showed up to get his revenge. And he uh, he put those hands to Kevin Owens. Bobby Roode. I hate when they do that thing. Like, yo, Braun Strowman, he may be an American folk, a folk hero. But that doesn't mean he's a good dude. He's just a folk hero. All right. Um, he put those hands to Bobby Roode too, and Bobby Roode was just waiting too long in the ring. I don't know why he was he was waiting there in the ring. Um, so that happened. Sami Zayn came out and apologized for his segment last week, and everyone's like, "Damn! Like, are we, we just just don't bring this segment up again." Um, he admitted that he hired actors to play. Bobby's sisters and those weren't his real sisters as if that needed any explanation at all uh, which brings out Bobby Lashley a man that seems to be less interesting than watching paint dry at this point and (laughs) um, he challenged what I thought was entertaining this was just me and my absurd humor Bobby challenged Sami Zayn to a match and the audience had no reaction at all Nobody gives a fuck. They're going to have Lashley down there with Apollo Crews and Titus O'Neil at this rate. Look, I, I think people more more people care about um, than, you know, Titus Worldwide. Um, McIntyre defeated uh, Chad Gable, which is another disappointing story. Like, Gable's not spicy anymore. Remember when he was on SmackDown? And he was doing all that spicy stuff, flipping tables, climbing on the ring, hitting people with like Gatorade bottles. Yep. Doing whatever it took to win. He's not doing anything. He's just a random jobber now. Um I mean, that's what it is. Bring back bring back bring back the spice. Add some cayenne pepper. Uh yo, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. <laughs> Had a barbecue. <laughs> you hated you hated on on, on, on Titus, but that man had the line of the night. Ain't none of this food seasoned. <laughs> yeah, but that's Titus living up to his potential. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> you know, but it was still one of those generic food fight segments that. The fret boy bullshit that WWE just does. I yeah it's yeah it's still stupid. Like you could tell like that was a Vince segment. Like Vince wrote that segment. Like that's gonna be good. We're gonna throw food fights Memorial Day. You get it? Got to tie in these holidays. And it's like you know anybody man. Like those things are never gonna execute well. But I do find enjoyment that Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel are like narrating their thoughts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like things they should be thinking to themselves, they were saying out loud in front of everybody. It's like, yes, we gave them all the food. Now they're bound to let us like skip them in line. <laughs> it's like, like, no, nah, man. All right, so, but yeah, so pretty stupid. Uh, and then Rhino, Rhino just sat there the whole time and ate in his bologna sandwiches. Like, it's, I'm sorry, it's super second. All right, um, 
gauntlet match. The ladies' gauntlet match to determine the last entrance in the women's money in the bank ladder match. Um, Sasha Banks and Bailey continue to have their their passive aggressive little fight. You know, they're like, uh, will they, won't they? Type that's going on. Um, my girl Dana Brooke, she brought the numbers, but she forgot her long division. She didn't carry that one. And she got knocked out real quick. You got uh, knocked the fuck out. <laughs> I was like, yeah, she got taken out with the riot kick. Uh, canonically, uh, Dana Brooke is susceptible to head attacks. Because remember, Oscar <laughs> knocked her out. She lost her memory. So like, her losing to the kick is just like, like, yo, she's weak up there. Um, yo, hopefully, she remembers her math when she wakes up. Um but like yeah, Bailey she won. So we've gotten the Smash Shadow War. Let me back it up. All right, Ella, what got me all night was like Michael Cole trying to sell the Gauntlet match. He's like the Gauntlet match is one of the most popular matches in the WWE. Ella, have you ever had someone say one of their most favorite matches, the most memorable matches, has been a Gauntlet match? Not never. <laughs> All right. Uh, Cole was saying that all night. Uh, There's like two ways it works. You either have like what happened on Monday, Monday, where uh, Bailey gets like there's just a couple of quick eliminations, and then and then just kind of everything else is about the same. Or if you remember a couple of months ago, we had Seth Rollins wrestle for an hour and like six minutes. You know. And he was just just going like it's like one of these is more interesting than the other one. But Bailey got the first. She got Liv Morgan out, like just out. She got her. Um, then she got Sarah Logan out because we're doing this whole Riot Squad thing. But then Ruby Riot, she got she got Bailey with the Riot kick. We already talked about Dana Brooke. Um, Mickey James lost because she's in her hometown. Okay. Um. I think when you're in your hometown, you just get hit with like all the negative stats when you go, you know, it's like you're playing an RPG, you get encumbered, um, your defense is down, <laughs> attack power's down, <laughs> armor's, <laughs> armor needs to be repaired. <laughs> it's like everything, when you go to your hometown, it's like, it's like, damn, man. You get a negative modifier. You get, you just like all the negative modifiers, man. Like and then I'm like and then you should have been excited too. Mickey James didn't have tassels, bro. I thought she kind of looked like little Wonder Woman s. She had like the gold armor, like a uh, like a red tiara. Like yo, like Mickey had some dope gear on for her hometown, and I just knew she was gonna lose. So, and then Sasha Banks came, and um, she won. Only to lose. <laughs> Chris, she's gonna lose that money in the bank. She's gonna Sasha can't win. Uh SmackDown. Dun dun. Um uh, Small Joe, the most intimidating man with the towel ever. Um <laughs> You just you just brought flashbacks of being in the gym with the old men in their towels or their lack thereof. <laughs> Oh my God! The scariest, most intimidating sight 
is an old man in the gym locker room. Oh, oh it's so like, good. don't let the towel drop to the floor. Just don't do it, sir. Just, ah. Oh. Just, no. Uh. No, nah, but like Samoa Joe is is like legit. Like Roman Reigns has to come out with body armor to look cool. You know what I'm saying? Had to hop out of like a helicopter and drive to the arena in a blacked out SUV and cut through the crowd just to look cool. Right? Samoa so, Joe just has a basic ass. Well, it's not basic ass. It is Egyptian cotton. Let me get it right. <laughs> like white towel. Not even a colored towel. White towel. Yo, I feel I'm. St- you know, you pointing that out makes me feel a kind of way about that towel. Like Joe needs a black towel. <laughs> uh, although that, that may be stealing Taz's stick because Taz had the black towel. The Taz had the frayed black towel. Like right. His, his dog had been chewing on the end of it or something. Some more. Joe got the crispy white black towel. I, I may I may not feel bad about it because I guess he's taking he's wiping the whiteness all over. It's like yeah, soak up yeah. my sweat. You know. I don't know, but he's like getting like a new towel. But Samoa Joe is that dude. I can't wait for his run on top because I've consistently said Samoa Joe is just a great talker, great wrestler. I mean, his persona, everything is perfection. And it kept him to come out there and he'll, he'll drop facts on you, just drop knowledge. He just, you know, he'll, he'll come and he just push a T Drake, you know, just like the WWE locker room or SmackDown. He just dropped those facts about he's going to choke you out or the things he's going to do when he does it. Yeah. We're we, we giving Drake so much smoke this episode. Yeah. There you go. But. Yo, so Joe comes out, grabs a ladder, and pulls down the briefcase symbolically. Well, it's not symbolic. He pulls it out, but we get the gesture. And he's like, this is what I'm going to happen. And then Brian comes out, and then Brian's like, oh, you know, whatever. And Smell Joe's like, yo, I'm, I'm going to put you in retirement. I'm going to send you home to your wife and your daughter. <laughs> and Ryan's like, yo, don't talk about my kids. And then Big Cass comes out on his crutch. And he's like, oh, I'm replacing Brian. And he attacks. And it sets up a triple threat for later on in the match. Because we're still doing something with Big Cass. Uh, have you figured out what we're doing with Big Cass? Letting him get his ass whooped by some more joke. All right, that's what we're doing with Big Cass. Um, triple at main event for SmackDown Live. Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville um, try and repair their friendship with Paige. Um, like, Paige is not having none of it. Um, Paige is like, yo, Oscar versus Mandy later tonight. Um, Nakamura uh, defeated Ty Dillinger. And he, uh, he kind of, it, it was, they gave it some minutes. But the entire match was kind of built around Nakamura um, mocking Dillinger that, you know, the match with AJ Styles at Money in the Bank is now going to be a last man standings match. So This actually made total sense, so yeah. I was with so, it. Like, throughout the match, Nakamura was just, like, knocking down Dillinger and just like, one, two, and he's all, you know, gyrating and whatnot, counting to ten, and just uh, beating up and... Uh, you know, Ty, he got some good shots in there. Got the crowd back on him, but, you know, knee to face is it's a, not what the doctor ordered. And, and Ty, Ty Dillinger is, he is uh, emblematic of the, the glorified mid-carter. He has a decent enough gimmick that fans cheer for him. And he's, because, like, when is Ty Dillinger won? Like, when has he won a match? Um... 
I NXT would be the last time we won a match. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, when he showed up on SmackDown. So maybe a year ago. Not even a year ago. When he showed up on SmackDown. Don't strain your brain cells. You'll um, need them. I, I don't know. I have these facts on me. Um, but I thought it was sti- excellent use of uh, the man's gimmick to help him get over their match. So it made sense. Like, yeah. If you need someone to count to 10, there's Ty Dillinger right there. He's got it right on his trunks. You were saying about AJ Styles? AJ Styles uh, cut a promo after the match, said he's uh, Nakamura is really dangerous, but um, he's AJ Styles. That's basically what the promo was. Um, I don't know what, what the hell happened in the middle of SmackDown, but like there was a dance off between Naomi and Lana. Do we? Why? Do you know why? No. Was this mentioned last week that they were going to have a dance-off? No. I was trying to make sense of it. No. <laughs> I was tr- like... And then the Usos just randomly showed up. Like, I get it. Like, no. that's his wife. But I was thinking, is this a dance-off? Because remember when they had the freestyle battle with the Usos and the New Day? But, alright, I guess because... Lana's gimmick before uh, she was repackaged like she was supposed to be a dancer. I, uh, no. I, I, <laughs> I didn't get it, man. The, 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 it happened. They had to dance off. And I felt like, well, yes, Lana could dance. There seemed to be a lot of hesitation in her movements. And it, it, was, like, it was like she was singing where she should go. And it was very stiff. And I say this because uh, one of my best friends is is a creative director at a dance company. And so I go to a lot of recitals and I see a lot of different styles of dance. And and her shit was choppy, yo. (laughs) Her shit was choppy, man. I was like, uh, it was like, it's like baby's first recital. I'm joking. But like, I felt like it was intentionally show. Like they're intentionally trying to make her. No, not as good for Naomi's sake. And Naomi did, she did what she normally does. So it was like, I didn't see anything new. So like this dance segment was, I guess, only there to set up this this mixed tag match for next week. Because of course, um, Lana got the one up on Naomi at the end where she had a sneak attack with the netbreaker. Um, because they thought there was all fun and games. You know, all right, it's wrestling. But and so, but it's Naomi and Jimmy versus Lana and Aiden. Why is Lana not teaming up with her husband? This- well, you know the answer. Focus hard. What's the hashtag? What's the uh, hashtag? Hashtag. WWE logic. Yes. I I guess maybe. Maybe they're saving the Lana Rusev team up for something special, not just a random SmackDown and wherever they're gonna be. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. So probably match of the night. I'm gonna say match of the night was New Day defeating the Miz in the bar. Alright. This was just this was just a hot 
uh, tag match. I mean, Cesaro and, and Sheamus are a great tag team. New Day just got classic under classics under the belt, man. It's like, you know, they're up there. It's, I almost wanted to say, like, the New Day's like a Just Blaze beat. Like, I have a hard time finding a bad one. Um, but they do kind of have, like, some stuff. So I can't, I can't, I can't call them Just Blaze beats just yet. But this shit was fire. All right. A lot of, um, a lot of hot tags, a lot of close calls. Um, you know, I find it funny. Uh, they've actually given Xavier Woods finishing move a name now. He's calling it the Limit Breaker Elbow, which I thought is appropriate because it's, of course, a reference to Final Fantasy. Uh, Limit Breakers were in Final Fantasy VII, of course, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of. Um, also, uh, just to point out, uh, Kenny Omega's finishing move is the One Wing Angel, which is, of course, another reference to Final Fantasy. Sephiroth, yada, yada, yada. All right, whatever. Point being, yo, tag team was hot. It was cool. Um, we still don't know which member of New Day is going to be in the ladder match. Um, speculation on the internet that it's going to be Big E because they have a, a push for Big E coming sometime this year. Ilo, who do you think it's going to be? Mm, I Honestly, I'm not certain. What's your take on it? There's two things. Either they actually have a push... I think it would be Biggie. They're actually gonna have a push, or they're gonna do like a New Day shenanigan thing where we get out there at Money in the Bank. They all three come out there, but we're not sure who it's gonna be. The competitor is revealed. Excuse me, is revealed moments before the match, only for them to get taken out because they're playing with pancakes or something stupid. I would assume Biggie because there's been. The rumors bubbling about him doing a singles push, I think it would be more interesting with Kofi. But mm, uh, yeah, I just I'm not sure. I know, like Xavier Woods has like spoken publicly out of character, saying like it is his goal. To now get that a championship be, on on Kofi they, Kingston. If you said on Kofi, yeah, like beat Kofi for a title or before no Kofi. to to get Kofi a championship. Oh. Get him gotcha. a world title. Because I think that would be interesting if they did the Carmella thing and Xavier won the, the Money in the Bank and then he became champ. That may be the only way they let that fool see that title belt. <laughs> that would be. Uh, and then I've seen a few people um, speculate that they might free, free word rule the Money in the Bank case. <laughs> so like, yeah. Like, yeah, one of them wins. But... It's New Day, so they're just interchanging who it is. <laughs> so any of them can cash in? Yeah. Or the any they cash in and then they all just share the title belt. Yeah, they just they just um So the New Day is the WWE champion. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That would be some shit that they would do. And then they could say, yo, we just got like three black champions at once. Like on press. That that would be hilarious. You actually should like DM uh, Xavier Woods or somebody and send him that. That would be funny. Yo, we got three WWE. Uh, yeah, that's progress. Oh my god, that's funny. Um, also, 
I know I'm not the only one to notice this. Biggie picked up that pancake, licked it, and then put it back on the stack, yo. They throw those out to people. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what was next? Um, Some random nonsense happened with the club. Oh, Gallows and, and Anderson, and, yeah. And uh, the Brudgeon Brothers. Um, Oscar choked out Mandy Rose. <sighs> Oscar. Nice. Like, so before the match, before the match, Sonya Deville hit Oscar with a sneak attack. Uh, she was coming in the ring and then she kind of hit her with a clothesline and, and like Manny was like, ah, yeah. And then Carmella was on commentary talking, uh, just like how she's two talking times better spicy. than Charlotte. Yeah. She's like, I'm two times better than Charlotte because I beat her two times. So. Makes sense. The, the math just adds up. Just, I can't argue. <laughs> and then, um, Oscar hit the Oscar lock on Mandy. Uh, so she, you know, she got her, um, which is, you know, the stuff about Oscar can't use the arm bar anymore because of, uh, she can't, she oh, can't. are they waiting for it because of Rondi, Rhonda, because of, because Rhonda, that's Rhonda's move. So they wanted to associate with Rhonda. Yeah. But once they build, they're going to build up to a, a submission match and it's going to be Oscar versus Rhonda and they're going to be doing the arm bar. So they're probably just, you know, which is like, I don't like it. I mean, both Bobby Roode and Seth Rollins do the blockbuster. All right, they've done it to themselves in the same match. So, and then also Sling Blades like Seth Rollins and Finn Balor Sling Blade. Uh, so, um, it's like people can share moves. Becky Lynch and Charlotte were in the back discussing who was going to win the Money in the Bank Matter match when a a, a, a dark paley leaf figure was walking by in the back and i'm like yo why is Paige just creeping around back there and so Paige set them up in a match uh with uh each other next week on smackdown uh cian almas and uh zelina vega were backstage where they ran into sincara sincara just like he comes up to the man and he's like, hey, my amigo. And Andrade was like, here. you still have a contract? Yo, he was like, it wasn't even like that. He was like, who in the hell are you? WWE dusting off their uh, their their Latin and Mexican wrestlers. Remembering that they have them in the bag for moments like this. So they can pit them against one another. And um, nothing will come of it. Yeah, I don't know why they always tend to do this. I guess it's like, oh, they're both supposed to be luchadors, so their styles complement each other, but it just seems very obvious when... Hashtag WWE is racist as fuck. <laughs> like, now we're going to have, like, five weeks of, like, Cien versus Sin Cara, and I don't think we need that. And the main event of SmackDown... Uh, we had Samoa Joe versus Big Cass versus Daniel Bryan in a triple threat. And, and um, my main man, Samoa Joe, made Bryan tap out. Well, he didn't tap out. He, he, he passed out. Passed. From the I think really that's like coquina clutch. clutch. That's how it should be. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, a, it's a sleeper hold. 
you know, like you don't necessarily need to pass out. It protects Brian because you know Brian's never gonna give up, right? Mm-hmm. And um, like, like Joe said, he was gonna do. He said, "I'm gonna put you to sleep," right? So he said last week, "I'm gonna put you to sleep." Um, Samoa Joe is a prophet. I I love like I retweeted it, but Samoa Joe said on Twitter, "I've slayed this dragon before." <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Amer- American dragon. Daniel Bryan, take that and, L. And then, um, Big Cass was there doing Big Cass things. Yeah, nobody cares. I mean, it's cool. Uh, Cass has actually been doing decent work, but <sighs> who cares? He's just he's just so bland, so vanilla, just big white boy, and <clears throat> without the spiciness of Enzo. That was the flavor. You know, that's what made them work. And so Big Cass on his own, he's a decent talker. He's a decent big man. He has a very generic, like, fucking 1980s, uh, early 90s look. But there's nothing unique that sets him apart. So he was there. Samoa Jodo, he put that (laughs) beat down, down. Now, here's the... All right, so this is what I'm wondering. So where do we go with Big Cass? So, Daniel Bryan and, and Big Cass still need to finish their feud here. Because there was the, the the attack after the match. Um, Big Cass hit Bryan. And I love that... Um, <laughs> Corey Grave called it... He called it Big Cass's signature move. The after-match attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes Corey Graves is just too smart for his own good, man. Um, but like, where do we go? Uh, I, if you want to get heat on Cass, of course, beat up Brian. That's going to do. But at the end of the day, um, Brian's going to get this win because Brian is a problem. Like he's a, he's. A, if they could only keep Brian out of the the title scene for so long. And there's only, I feel, a few instruments that you can occupy Brian with. You know? Um, the Miz, gotta clean that up. Some people are speculating, or not even speculating, but just kind of like writing. Here, here uh, Here's an idea. What if Daniel Bryan um, wins the Royal Rumble, you know, to make right on what happened, what, four years ago now? And then goes to WrestleMania and wins the championship. Complete the cycle. How's that sound? Yeah, that's nice. (laughs) I'm here for Samoa Joe. All the rest of it, I can take it, I can leave it, but give me Samoa Joe beating people up. That's what I need to. That's all, that's what I'm waiting for too. Um, because Samoa Joe, he's just he's gonna he's gonna kick you in the head really hard and then put you to sleep. But uh, you know. 
I'm saying we got we got situations here. People are only gonna wait on Daniel Bryan so long. Um, that's just this reality situation. Um. All right, so that was SmackDown and Raw. Illa, uh, where can the people find you at? At Illa YC. Give me a follow up. Holla at your man. Troll me. I don't care. It's all entertainment. Make it do what it do. Uh, yo, you can find me at Bowman12L. That's at Bowman12L. Twitter, Instagram. You can find us at Slam Bros Pod. Um, live tweeting most shows. Oh, let me shout out New Japan. The best of the Super Juniors is happening right now. So if you have a New Japan World subscription, check it out. I've just been like slowly catching up, watching some good wrestling. And they got English commentary. They got like they got Japanese commentary. If, if you feel like you understand Japanese, if you know it, you know, it's not me to judge. Enjoy your wrestling however you want you want to listen to it. But go watch some New Japan right now. And uh we'll catch you on the flip. <laughs>